All right. Well, welcome everybody. It's so good to be in this place again, where it's the third installation of this new podcast at the Buckley School, and I'm calling it an Aloha moment. An Aloha moment because many of you know that I have this connection to Hawaii, and I take that with me everywhere. And as I kind of explained in the last couple of episodes that we had together, that Aloha to me. Is more than just hi and goodbye, but it really is the essence of love and peace, compassion, a, a mutual understanding of respect for one another, and it is about living in harmony with the people and land around you, and that's sort of the intent of our time together. Whenever we get together for these aloha moments, is I want to go beyond the brochure. I want to go beyond the website, and in a way. Connect you to the community, and I can't think of a better way to bring that to you than to introduce people like my guest this week, Sherry Singer, who is the new upper school head at the Buckley School. And so, this week we're going to talk a little bit more about、uh, all the different aspects of her role and her responsibilities. So, aloha to you, Sherry. Thank you, Erwin. It's really great to be here this morning. Yeah, and I will also、uh, kind of forewarn you that we have a little bit of a new tradition, new because this is the only third time that we've done this. But at the end of the podcast, we will also give you an opportunity to send us out with your version of Aloha. Sounds good. Okay. So,、uh, one of the first things that I'd like to start off with is just get a sense of. First of all, sharing with us,、uh, what does an upper school head do here at the Buckley School? Can you give us a little bit more detail and color into your role and your responsibilities? Sure, it's a big job with lots of different parts to it.、Um, on any given day, I would say it's it's、uh, um, part leadership, part management,、uh, and also、um, any any number of interactions with students during the day as as a Counselor, as、uh, a tour guide, or、uh, as a teacher.、Um, at heart, I'm a teacher, so everything I do sort of comes from that that place. And if I'm working with teachers, for example, to make sure that they are their best selves in the classroom, to make sure that they have the supports and all of the resources that they need to be successful in the classroom,、uh, that is a big part of my job, as well as thinking about the future of of the school and. What kinds of creative ideas we can put into play in collaboration with my colleagues to ensure that our students have、uh, the really the best experience moving forward. That when they leave the school, once they've graduated, they embody all of the tenets of the portrait of a graduate、um, as a true friend or a creative thinker, resilient explorer, inclusive leader, dynamic storyteller. So we want to put all of those, all of those. Elements into place into our curriculum, and so I'm always thinking about how we can best do that. And then there's the day to day, you know, meeting with students, meeting with parents, engaging with my colleagues.、Uh, my door's always open, so and it's it's quite a busy place in the middle and upper school office area. So students are in and out all day. Sometimes they just come in for a snack,、uh, a high five, a you know, just needing a a little bit of encouragement for the day or some advice. And so that's part of my role too. It's just being a person who can be another another layer of support for our students on campus. 
Yeah, have you always wanted to be an upper school head, or did you just kind of stumble into that at, by way of your career path? I, when I first started in education 30 years ago, I never envisioned myself in leadership necessarily. I, I started as a classroom teacher, and I still really think of myself as a teacher. Um, but the, I don't know, things just happened along the way where I, I kind of fell into small leadership roles, and they uh, just eventually grew into larger roles with more responsibility. And I still try to find ways to connect with students in the classroom or with my, you know, colleagues, uh, teachers. I still connect with former colleagues and um, talk about teaching and learning all the time. So I think at heart, I, you know, I just I see myself as a teacher, whether I'm in a leadership role or in in the classroom full time. Uh, this is just an extension, and uh, I just believe that leadership is uh, something that is it's a it's a responsibility and a privilege that I am really excited to do, uh, that I, I take very seriously, but I don't take myself too seriously. So I see myself as somebody who can really support and, you know, be a good listener and be somebody who can access resources and, you know, kind of get everything to, to pull together to make the experience for the community stronger and more engaging and more dynamic. So that's um, not something I had envisioned 30 years ago, but now probably half of my career has been in full-time leadership roles or maybe even a little more than half now. And it's been really fun because I feel like I get uh, both worlds, you know, both as a teacher and as a leader. And it's, it's, a, it's a fun journey. Yeah, it is a fun journey. And if I can ask you to go back even further and think about sort of like your upbringing and the context of family and life and your own sort of pathway towards education, were there some things along the way that have kind of helped to sort of give you some insight and a little bit of sort of that background that kind of has informed you a little bit about your value and the way that you kind of move in terms of leadership? Sure. You know, as a child, I think I was always outgoing and maybe the kid in the neighborhood that got everybody coming together and just playing and joining things and participating in things. I, I really like to be involved in lots of different things. I was both an artist and an athlete. And and I would say that it wouldn't have been a surprise to anybody, any of my teachers uh, way back when that I would end up becoming some sort of person in a leadership role because I was always very engaged in in all of the all of the activities and and schools that I participated in. So the tendency was always there and of course having lots of great educators in my life um both in the you know high school and and post secondary world I think had a strong influence in in terms of where I wanted to direct my focus after I graduated from college. And it wasn't even my first instinct to become a teacher. I sort of fell into teaching and realized that that was really the place where that was where my passion is and where I fell in love with the work that I could do every single day and get excited to wake up every day and go to work. Uh, and and there was, you know, it was between becoming an, an attorney or a teacher and I interviewed lots of people, and it seemed like there were far more happy teachers in the world than attorneys. So I, the teaching won, and and the rest is history. Mm. Well, and you know, one of the things that we talk about here at the school a lot, whether it's with current students 
or with prospective students and families is that we want to encourage every student to be a player, a producer, a performer, and with those opportunities. So unpack and share with me a little bit more about, um, you know, I heard you bring up a little bit about uh, some of your interests as an artist, as an athlete. Um, share and unpack with us a little bit more about some of those interests that you've had. Oh, sure. Well, I started dance when I was three years old. And, you know, I, I did that all through you know elementary school, junior high, high school, into college a little bit, and still have a very strong affinity for the performing arts. I, I also am very creative in terms of some of the other uh, less lesser known arts like cake art. Um, I, I bake fantastic cakes and um, I enjoy that. I enjoy creating it. And as an athlete, I, I played lots of sports. Um, I ran, I was in cross country and played softball. I played field hockey. Um, and I just like sports in general. I like attending sports. I like cheering them on. Um, I know a lot about them and, and uh, have coached um, cr cross country and track for many, many years. So all of those things I feel have helped form me as as an adult and have shaped a lot of what I believe about teamwork and you know doing something beyond myself in support of something bigger. And I also think that that's there's a lot of healthy outlets for for kids and those were the things that you know I mean frankly kept me out of trouble but also made me really engaged with um activities that I, I think were beneficial in terms of my um, developing confidence and um, experiential learning outside of a classroom setting, finding ways to negotiate, navigate. And uh, those things were very, very important to me. And, and I know that they're super important to our students here at Buckley because I see it every day. You know, I see students who are engaged in so many things on this campus and it's exciting to watch how passionate and enthusiastic they are about being on stage or playing on the court. You know, our girls volleyball just won the CIF championship and watching them play brought me joy and I wasn't even on the court and I saw how excited they were. And I, I just, um, I know how important those moments are for our development and the way we engage with the world. And so I, those things have always been very important to me as much as I love being a teacher and an academic, I know that the whole experience and the totality of the experience at a place like Buckley is really what serves our students and creates these strong leaders and engaged human beings, um, kids that know how to grapple with more than just academic material, but that they can navigate some of the other tensions in the world that, um, that come up. And, and these are learning experiences that give them tools to be able to cope and to navigate those more challenging situations. Well, and what a wonderful opportunity and invitation, really, for our students and future students to really um, find themselves through that process here, through the student experience, that it's not just the academics, but it's the overall experience of what they're finding here that hopefully will inform them and help them navigate through their young adult life. And as you alluded to, and I think we're off to a really good start in, in terms of heading in this direction, but as you kind of alluded to that you've been in education, you've been, shall I say, seasoned uh, in education for a while. 
And every school has something, I think, has something wonderful to offer. But what do you think Buckley has to offer that is distinctively different? Well, Buckley is very special. And one of the things that I noticed immediately when I was even looking at the position was the portrait of a graduate and the the mission of the school. And it's focused on really developing equitable and inclusive leaders and to focus on the characteristics that uh, we know, companies and businesses and and all of the the employers out there and in colleges also are asking us, please prepare students in this way. And it not just we don't just want to see good math students or kids who can analyze a text. We want students who are engaged in much deeper and more meaningful levels on on human levels and in and finding ways that they can be much more resilient and creative in their work. So these were some of the qualities that attracted me to Buckley. And now that I'm here, I'm seeing students really able to try so many different things. I mean, the club program, students can create their own clubs, things that they have a passion for, that they're interested in, and just diving deep. They can explore lots of different, with it. the arts program is, is so expansive. And there's so many options for our students from filmmaking and um, you know, digital media and visual arts and performing arts uh, with multiple levels for every student to choose from. And that the students are really not just um, allowed to, but encouraged to explore things that maybe they hadn't thought of before. And I think some students find once they just dip their toe that they get really excited about something and it sparks a passion for learning more and and diving deeper. And I think that's one of the beauties of a place like Buckley where it's just the right size school where your teachers get to know you really well and the advisory program where, you know, an adult gets to know students on a very personal level where we can really encourage kids to take some risks. And, you know, it it's one thing to have your mom or dad tell you, you should try this or that. It's another thing when somebody who's a little bit more objective kind of looking out from the in, from looking in from the outside saying i noticed this about you i watched you doing this why don't you try something like you know that that meets this need for you and and kids kind of you know they might raise an eyebrow at first and then all of a sudden they're like all right you know i'll give that a try and then the next thing you know you see that kid up on stage you know leading in a play 2 years later because they took a risk and tried something that they never thought they could do and those are the moments for me as as a leader and an educator that I just find so so inspiring and why I why I do what I do every day is just to, so that each kid each student can find what he or she or they they want to participate in or didn't even know that they had it in them to do in the first place. Mm. Well, and I love hearing about that Sherry and thanks for calling out some of those examples and ways that we're helping to shape and form uh, the lives of those that are going to carry this into the next phase of their journey. And as I think about that, and I think about some of the things that you've remarked on, uh, in what ways do you think uh, or hope that we're kind of evolving in the next few years as an upper school? Well, there's a lot of a lot of energy right now in terms of looking at curriculum in our program. And I've been working really closely with uh, a group of colleagues. There's a department chairs group, which is all the academic leaders plus other departments. 
And we're really deeply analyzing what we do every day, our program. And curriculum is everything that we do. And it's actually things that we omit too. So we're looking at everything that we're doing at the school and the experience that students have from the time they enter and the time they leave. And we wanna make sure that that experience is, is relevant, that students are able to um, develop skills that are really important in today's world. So we're talking about uh, developing more interdisciplinary courses, more experiential learning, some service learning opportunities. We already have many. And we're looking to build that more into the academic curriculum. Uh, maybe some internships, externships. There's lots of lots of things right now that are percolating. And now is the perfect time because, you know, for the last couple of years during the pandemic, you know, we had to focus on on that. And now I feel that we have this moment where we're liberated to to be very, very thoughtful and um creative in the way we move forward. And it's happening. And um I came here. It, it, just at the right time because I feel like we the school is at this perfect moment where we can be um, moving ahead and really, really creating programs that are top-notch and different than other schools. I'm, I'm very much interested in, in creating a program that is distinctive in ways that our students will come out as, um, you know, when they're interviewed by a college or even after that, that people would actually be able to say, I think that kid went to Buckley. And we know that that is the kind of student that graduates from the school because they've been engaged in certain types of activities and programs um, that are unique and distinctive. So that's what I'm looking to do here to really just elevate what's already it, great in practice and, and um, capitalize on all of the good things that are happening and to move forward with some new innovative ideas and uh, experiences that are going to be just absolutely fantastic and, and different than other independent schools. Because that's the beauty of being an independent school is that we can, we can, we can do things that are really suit our mission. And so that's what we're looking to do even more than it's already happening now. Hmm. And I know that you've also have had some experience abroad as well. Mm-hmm. in different contexts. And so I was wondering if you could comment a little bit about what that experience was like and how that has also shaped um, how, your lens and as you think about where we need to go just in terms of an independent school or maybe how all independent schools need in this country need to kind of reshape their worldview in terms of shaping the programs and curriculum. Sure. Well, I worked overseas for a few years. I was at the American School of The Hague in the Netherlands. And that was a, a really fantastic experience for me. I was teaching full-time um, upper school social studies. And the students that I taught there were really different. Um, they About 40% of the students were American, and about half of those students had never lived in the U.S. And the other 60% of the students came from about 47 or 50 different countries. There were um, as many languages spoken among the student population and families. And what I think was most beautiful about that experience is that we were all expats and we all had to come together into this community with a shared experience of being new to a place and kind of navigating, you know, a foreign environment. And the our diversity, this was the first time that I really truly realized that our diversity was what made us stronger. And our differences were what set us apart. 
in, in ways that we could really look to one another to learn, to understand, to make connections. And it was the students' worldview at that school was was so different than than what I had come from um, in my home state of Rhode Island. I was teaching in a public school for five years prior to moving overseas. And not to say that the kids in Rhode Island weren't great students. They, they were, but they just had a very insulated view of the world being in that tiny little state versus this very expansive view of the world that these students, I had the luxury and the privilege of teaching for a few years. And so when I came to California from that experience, I just... I had a new lens. I had a new way of looking at education and the way students, different ways that students are able to interact with one another and with their communities at large um, to get them more prepared for some of the bigger questions in the world. And um, it was it was definitely a life changing experience for me. And one I would I would probably say was one of the highlights of my my life to date. Mm. And so no doubt what I think I'm hearing is that there is quite a bit of depth and breadth to what you do as an upper school head, and certainly uh, to a degree and on many levels, um, your life experience is really lended to who you are as a thought leader, as an academic leader, when you think about the student experience for upper school students, grades 9 through 12, there is quite a bit that is colored through your life experience. And um, and so right now, if you had to call out, given all the things that you're thinking about, all the things that you're responsible for, uh, right here in this place, and we won't hold you to it because we know that things change and evolve over time, but if you had to call out one thing that was the best thing about working with upper school students, what would that be and why? Well, there's not one thing, but I, I I think there's a lot of things. It's it's for me, it's mostly the day to day interaction with individual kids or in small groups, and just um, getting to know them and really being a mentor and a role model for students. You know, when I look at my job, I think about the you know the bigger picture is coming into work every day and thinking about what it is that I can do to make a difference for the whole community and for those individual kids you know how do i how do i um be the architect of a curriculum that can truly engage students in new and novel ways in ways that they um might experience in their future uh ways that they can be more engaged with their communities i'm very passionate about service learning this is um part of my my dissertation work in uh is in service learning pedagogy so i'm i'm very committed to getting students to learn about really important issues and to have opportunities to learn about those issues and connect with their communities um whether it's through community based organizations or to become more civically engaged in in their communities those are the things that wake me up every day and get me to work because i i want kids to be I mean, I'm going to be old someday, and these are the kids that are going to be taking care of us. And to, we, I want them to be strong leaders. And I feel like kids that graduate from Buckley are those people who will be leading us. And they they will be the the, the people that we rely on uh, to make make the world better. And I, you know, may sound Pollyanna-ish, but I I just I just think that that 
that's the luxury and the privilege of being in a place like this. And it also comes with huge responsibility for these kids that that we do look to them as leaders and that we want them to graduate from the school and be the people that we can trust and rely on and have integrity and and a good, you know, ethical um standpoint and viewpoint. And uh so I, I think it's just creating this outstanding experience for students is my high priority um, mission here. Mm. Well, thank you, Sherry. That was a very uh, meaningful and a very thoughtful response as all of your um, responses were in this segment of time. And now we're heading towards kind of a fun, lighthearted section, um, kind of a speed round of things, uh, kind of a, I call it the this or that and state your preference. (laughs) And so let's go ahead and move into it. Popsicles or ice cream? Definitely ice cream. All right. Baseball or football? Baseball. Pet or zoo animal? Pet. Aerobics or yoga? Pilates. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Pop or country music? Pop. Book or CD? Book. Gummy worms or gummy bears? Sour gummy worms. Ooh, sour. Okay. Cake or pie? Both. (laughs) Okay. All all of the cakes and all of the pies. (laughs) All the cakes and all the pies. Uh, Red Sox or Dodgers? Red Sox. American League. Dodgers (laughs) is my number one National League team. But when the Red Sox play the Dodgers, I I root for the Sox. I'm from Southern New England, so that's that's how I I have to go that way. All right. Thank you for being kind. Text or call? It depends on who I'm connecting with. Uh, Friends and colleagues text. If it's mom and dad, I call. Okay, great. And vacation or staycation? Vacation. Smoothie or milkshake? Milkshake. Do you have a favorite flavor for milkshake? Definitely chocolate. chocolate. Chocolate malt if it's available. Ooh, okay. Bagel or donut? Definitely the donut. <laughs> Any donut. <laughs> Any donut. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Theater or cinema? That's tough, but I'm going to go with theater. Okay. Summer or winter? Summer. Library or museum? That's also difficult, but I'm a bookworm and I love library, so I'm going with library. Okay. And then let's go with tea or coffee? Coffee. And here's the final one. Sweet or salty? Also difficult. Probably sweet, but I, I do like I do love potato chips. So I, I'm I don't know. That one's that one's tricky. That is a tricky one. Okay, and here's the moment we've all been waiting for. It's your moment to send us out on your aloha on the count of three. One, two, three. Aloha.